real hot girl shit. Yeah, I'm in my bag, but I'm in his too. And that's why every time you see me, I got some new shoes. Look, bitch, I'm a star, got these niggas wishing He say he hungry, this pussy the kitchen Yeah, that's my doll, he gon' sit down and listen Call him a trick and he don't get a holler Bitch, I'm a star, got these niggas Hmm. Mm. Oh my god, every time I hear Meg, tongue is out, back is art <laughs> It's just like a position Tongue out, back arched Hello, hello, hello everyone It's your girl Shantizi so Simone and we are live on the second episode of Come and Talk Podcast. And I am here with my best friend. Introduce yourself, darling. Hi guys, I'm Mandicles. AKA Mandy. Oh, you bougie? Yeah. Oh, you wasn't doing that when Meg Stallion was bougie. playing in the car. No, when Meg is on, you know, it's like <laughs> tongue out, ass out, oh all of that. Gosh. But, you know, when I'm on radio, I'm like, hi. Okay. How are you? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> trying to be sexy. Girl, can I just tell you a little chit chat before we get into this interview? We have a really dope interview for you guys tonight. Author Tiffany Dion is going to be joining us. She's going to be telling us a little bit about her past. As you guys know, it's October, so it's Domestic Violence and Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And everything Amazing Woman Month. Just period. Like, there's nothing like the woman. Like, man, I'm sorry. Sit behind. Talk to them, sister. (laughs) So, yeah, we're going to have a dope conversation with her. But for now, girl, tell me what's been going on in your week, girl. Besides my hair. My Mm. hair is really tight right now, Mm. guys. Sis (laughs) just got her poetic justice braids done. Melanin popping through in front of me. Check me out. Check me me out. Uh, thank you so much for coming down here and sitting with me, sis. You know, yes. I love a good time. I had to travel two hours, guys. Uh, that's Ugh, love. Gosh. That's love. Well, I had uh, whatever week you can expect a single mom to have. Yes. I got a bunch of text messages of no one wanting anything but to know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, dealt with, oh, I dealt with Sebastian, who... You know, Sebastian keeps coming to my bed, girl. Mm -hmm. He comes to my bed every night. Why doesn't he want to sleep alone? Got a monster or something? (laughs) Hold on. Wait for it. So I'm driving him to work this week, and I'm trying this new thing with him where I'm a lot more patient. Like, Mm -hmm. any little thing we get into, it it starts off slow. Mm -hmm. I'm calm. And, you know, know, I'm crazy. So he'll try me, and I'll get over it. Chantel, no. And then he says, Mommy, Mommy. No, yeah, they're America. Chantel, you know, they're Jamaica. Ooh, ooh, Zoom. Ooh. Don't answer <gasps> Chantel, they're America. ACS, <laughs> Chantel, leave him alone, make him talk. So I, I be having all types of conversations with myself. Not ACS. Not, girl. Because he be trying me. <laughs> so I said, Sebastian, <laughs> why you keep coming to my bed? You know, mm-hmm. Um, cause I want to. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's let's talk. Cause mm-hmm. I, I'm learning that he's only four, but they're like us. Their brains work just the same. What do you mean, sis? Girl, they they smart. Like he can mm-hmm. express himself. Mm-hmm. So I'm letting him express himself. So I right. said, Sebastian, why you keep coming to my bed? You know what he said? What? He said, Mommy, I don't like the shadows. I'm like, where are the shadows? They're in the closet. What oh, shadows? <laughs> 
the you clothes. You know how it, it's like the coats. Uh, you know how when you were a kid and you the lights are off and yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the jacket that's on the door handle looks like a, a whole man. Uh-huh. So I, I was very sympathetic to that because uh-huh. I remember it. Uh-huh. It was just the other day for me, girl. I just became. <laughs> it just became a grown up. I just became Got a grown it. up. Thanks. I stopped being scared of the dark two weeks ago. Understood. So I understood where he you was coming from. You still locked the from. door behind you, like triple close. Okay, it. I walk behind <laughs> me. If you come from Jamaica, you know, so when you go into the house, you have to turn, turn around. <laughs> I walk back way. Yeah, yeah. Or else you have to bring dopey into the house yep. with you. <laughs> so, yup, girl, I still be turning my back yep. when I'm coming in late nights, making yep. sure nobody coming in. Um, But, you know, I, I'm just. Just, he drives me crazy, but I'm just mm-hmm. gonna keep trying to be patient. And hey, what do you want, Sebastian? Good job, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm not a mom. <laughs> I, I don't. Oh, am do I this. boring you? No, no, no. You're not oh, boring well, me at well, all. I'm just saying. Since I'm boring, you guys, don't relate to this because this all sounds good, but what shadow? <laughs> <laughs> The but shadow okay. in the closet, girl. You got know, the, 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 the clothes on the hangers. Yeah, the I mean, dark. that was 30 years Looking like a for human being? Come on. <laughs> um, but uh, thank you so much for joining me, sis. We're going to yes. get into this interview. Uh-huh. I'm Tiffany very excited Dion. to speak with her because, you know, I have a few questions for her. Mm-hmm. I want to know, you know, how she's moving on from mm-hmm. this and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And plus, she's going to be helping out other people mm-hmm. and reaching a larger platform. Well, before we get to her, did I ever tell you about my domestic violence? Oh, yeah. Dispute situation? No, I I, I knew I wasn't it, cut out for that mm-mm. when it happened the right. one time. It's no, it's no like shade or jab at anyone who mm-hmm. is God bless your heart this. still experiencing this situation. But based off of my history and what I've been through, what I saw, mm-hmm. I, I when that person put their hand on me, I saw red. And that was and it. that was it. There was Amen. no. Go- I knew that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I knew I didn't deserve it. And I just really wished every you know other women. And I I, I want. I hope that I can it was help so easy build them up for them. for them to see that and walk. But I totally understand that abuse is a mental thing. It's not just physical. It's mm-hmm. also mental. Someone could abuse you and not put their hands on you, sis. Of course. Financially. Facts. Mentally. Yep. Emotionally. Girl, and if you like me, these niggas be controlling me with things. Wait, they. <laughs> 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 no, but seriously, let's get in. Shout out to all the bitches out there that are dick whipped. Oh. <laughs> That's abuse Not too, me. sis. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> all right, when he when he think he could drop that in you and and, and just. Yes, yeah, drop it like a plum. Like a like a plum. Like a shoulder. <laughs> Boom. Shoulder. Drops clues bomb. You trying to be cute with that shoulder? Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna get into this if interview, you know, you know. guys. Yes. I'm so excited. We're gonna get Tiffany Dion in here and we're gonna chop it up, guys. Thank you for joining us, guys. <laughs> Welcome back, welcome back, everyone. It's your girl Shantizi Simone, and I am in the building with my best friend and my sister girl, (laughs) Mrs. Mandicles. Hi, girl. Hey, girlfriend. How you doing? I am great. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm so excited for this interview I have tonight. I have someone who is very inspiring in my eyes mm-hmm. um she's very inspiring mrs tiffany dion hello dear hello hey, how are you hi beautiful i'm good how are you hi tiffany doing great 
Nice to be here with you guys. I know. Oh, I'm happy here. to talk to you too. And you should feel very honored. You're our very first guest Yay! at Come and Talk. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for taking this time out to speak to us today. Absolutely. I, I really wanted to talk to you, especially in honor of Domestic Violence Month, Breast Cancer Awareness. I really wanted to especially speak to you just to get a little insight of what happened. Because I recently went to a domestic violence event and it's just and these women, we're all so strong and they're telling their stories and, and they have definitely inspired me. So I wanted to speak to you a little bit. Can you tell our viewers who may not know much about you as yet a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So like you guys said, my name is Tiffany Dion. I am an author. I'm an advocate. I'm a mother. I'm a cosmetologist. Okay. Uh, hey. <laughs> you are just jail of all does. trades. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. But I am also a survivor. Absolutely. I was, um, I'm a survivor of domestic violence and I was a survivor. I was kidnapped when I was 10 years old. I'm a survivor oh, wow. of domestic violence. Um, survivor of sexual assault. And I was exploited online in strip clubs and ultimately as a prostituted person. Wow. So my story is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But like I said, I'm a survivor. So Amen. take us a little bit back to how it all started. Okay. What was the okay, first so instance? Did you experience the uh, whole online prostitution soul selling you, or did you experience the domestic violence first? Tell us a bit about how it all started. So the thing about most people's stories is our lives don't happen in a vacuum, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, there's always a precursor to us allowing maybe some type of abuse or a relationship to come into <laughs> our life, a person to come into our lives and take advantage of us, or be manipulative or something like that. So I'll go all the way back to um, me being kidnapped, like I said, when I was 10 years old. Right. And I came back about a year later, and I came back extremely broken, mm. very, very broken. And, you know, oftentimes in the black community, we um, don't deal with our issues. We cover things up yes, and we keep it moving. Right. We don't get counseling. We don't mm -hmm. stuff things down. And we just move forward. So my family was obviously very happy to have me back, but I was broken, you know? Mm -hmm. And from there on, I just kind of attracted people who who took advantage right. of me and my, um, and my brokenness, right? And so friends and then ultimately, of course, boyfriends as well wow. mm -hmm. so um 13 at 13 i was sexually assaulted the first time wow. then again at 14 and then i met uh, my ex when I was were you years. i'm sorry were you sexually assaulted by close family members or were these men who came in your life and pretended to be something other than what they were Men who pretended to be something other than what they were like they were definitely people that were fraud not family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I had a trust. There was a trust for them. It wasn't a stranger. Right. You know, and oftentimes, you know, women are, are assaulted by people who they know. And so you have a false sense of security um, when you're dealing with them, right? Mm -hmm. So 
So what would you say to a person right now who may be going down that path or who may be experiencing something right now, as far as the domestic violence side of it goes, a person who may be in a relationship right now and they are being abused, how would you speak to that person right now to help them? Um, first, I would tell them that you are not you were not created for abuse. Mm-hmm. You were not created to be taken advantage of, to be manipulated, to the mind that you played with. I think all these things are precursors to somebody ever putting their hands on you. And you're definitely not created to be hit on or beaten or, you know, any of those things that abusers do. Right. Um, and that there is a way out. Right. That you are loved. Mm-hmm. And people care about you. And we want you to be here. We want you to be safe. Right. Um, I have because I think that's the thing that a lot of women are afraid to speak up, right, or say something because they're like so worried about what their next move is gonna be and like mm-hmm. what they're gonna do, where are they gonna go, you know, how right. are they gonna move on? Is this this person gonna keep coming after yeah. them? So and, I understand, and I and I listen to a lot of stories. Um, now that you brought up, like they don't know what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, I went to a, a domestic violence awareness event last week, and a lot of the women, they were speaking about how they would leave and go back and leave and go back. And it wasn't because they were they were stupid, right? How they were. Mm-hmm. They, they were just scared. They didn't know what would be next mm-hmm. after leaving. Mm. Right. I recall being in a relationship. Um, with with that with that guy when I was seventeen years old, and my friends getting so mad at me. You know, they're a couple years older than me, and so we're young, and we're not we don't know the ins and outs of domestic violence and how to leave and getting help and all these things. They just knew, like, dude, you're gonna die. And I remember my first close mm. friend being like, like screaming at me, like, you are going to die. He's gonna mm. kill you. And right. I, was, I screamed back. I was like, I know. You know, I told her <laughs> I know who he is. <laughs> and I wow. was mad at her because she was mad at me. Mm, right. And so I told her I know, and my reason for saying was so he wouldn't kill me. Uh-huh. Because when I tried to leave, when I tried to walk away, he would get even more irate. And so my uh, my other piece of advice would not be to make any case decisions because oftentimes when you're leaving, that's the most volatile time. Mm-hmm. You want to plan. You want to get a support system mm-hmm. in place. You want to make sure you have a strong support system and you have a plan of action and you follow that thing. And people know what you're doing. Yes, ma'am. You're not doing anything in secret. So, you know, like if something happens, something pops up, you can text somebody like a cold word or something like that, but they'll know, okay, I need to call 911, I need to get help involved or whatever, because those are wow. some very volatile times. And I wow. actually know of of three separate individuals who were um, killed due to domestic violence, people that wow. I personally know. Mm. And it's not a joke, it's not something to play with. Like, I know, like... So, so Tiffany, like he loved me. Mm-hmm. Let, let me. I'm sorry. Let me ask you this: Are you uh, friends or even in communication with those women that were telling you he is gonna kill you? Are you still friends with them, or did the friendship just like deteriorate? You are. Yes, I and, am. And, and they did. Those friendships did deteriorate. <laughs> they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's so that's a normal occurrence. Yeah, yeah. We we asked that Tiffany because now listen, we are trying 
<laughs> we're trying to mm-hmm. be as supportive as we can be to a fellow friend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at, I'm going to give it to you on the friend standpoint because I have cried with my friend before about leaving her domestic violence case. I mean, like, I've been so scared for her. Uh, There was a point where I thought he killed her. I really thought he killed her. I was shit scared, calling, you know, someone is messaging me from her email address. It was just so, this is how scared I am of this person that I'm not even in a relationship with, where I Mm -hmm. thought these messages that was being sent from her end to me wasn't even her. You know, I thought Uh, he killed her and pretty much was just speaking to me in in, in terms of her. So that messed our relationship up because I was so scared that I then got other people involved trying to figure out what was going on. So I I brought all of this up to say, what do you say to that friend who is trying to be supportive, who doesn't want to leave her friend, but really can't deal with that toxicness? Yeah, that's a really tough place, tough position to be in. And my, I know it's hard, I know it's horrible, and I know it's toxic. And you don't want to do anything that's going to cause you or your own emotional health damage. Mm -hmm. But you also don't want to lose your friend. Right. You know? Right. So you do what you can do. If it's it's calling the police every single time you feel like you need to call the police, Mm. then do that. Listen, the best thing to do is just... Pray on it. Yeah. Okay, sister. Mm-hmm. Pray on it. Go pray for your friend. <laughs> because I don't know. It's like y- you you could only tell a person so much and help to open their eyes. But you you everybody could bear a certain amount mm-hmm. of pressure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So who are we to tell this person mm-hmm. that XYZ, we're standing from the outside because mentally this person could be being told by this person that, oh, they love them. And we don't know because, you know, in relationships, like the goods are good and the bad is bad. So it's like, you know, I'm sure like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I'm sure like a lot of women that experience domestic violence, like mentally, they experience like trauma and stuff like that. So it's like they have to want to leave. Okay. You understand? They have to have that willpower to leave. So it's like, we can only talk and talk and talk and talk. And that's why I just say, just pray on it. Because what are we going to do? We can't push her. Right. And I love that we're having this conversation with you, Tiffany, because I know you have kids. Mm -hmm. It's the first thing you said. I'm a mom. Right. (laughs) So how many kids do you have? And what's it? I have five daughters. Ooh, wow! Right. <laughs> what is daughters? What type Ooh. of water you drinking, sis? Girl, in the water. <laughs> Let me tell you, Tiffany. I got a boy, and I'm trying to get a girl right now. There you. <laughs> but she is <bud>. single. <laughs> <laughs> So Listen, you gotta get a man first, girl. Okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it together. <laughs> but I I brought up your children because um you know I I I watched my mom get abused for about 13 years of my life. My stepdad used to pound on her, and that oh. affected me in a way where now I don't like no one hitting me. 
right? Yeah. I don't like play fighting. I don't like my friends hitting me. I don't fight. I don't even fight females. So mm-hmm. I asked this to say, were your kids around? And if they were, how did that affect your relationship? With the relationship with my kids? Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were around. Like, especially my two older daughters. Uh, my older girls are 20 and 21. Okay, so and they're very so they're su- mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they're survivors, too. They saw it. They fought. They fought their, their stepfather. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they were caught running to call the police. They were jumping on backs and doing all of that. And one thing that, um, this is the end of my story. This is book three of my Okay. Yeah. We was just about to plug that <laughs> we in. We were just about to ask you to tell us <laughs> about memoir. your book that you wrote. So, so since we you could tell it. other people, you know, right. we could help to spread mm-hmm. awareness about this. That's because good. you might never know who is listening and what platform we're reaching. Like, there might be people out there who's trying to find some strength and courage from a survivor like you. So tell us about your book, what does it entails, and where we could find it. Absolutely. So my um, the title of my book is Restore, A Lost Girl's Journey to Hope. Mm-hmm. And it is a story of me being kidnapped, taken, mm-hmm. moving myself in the process, and the journey to being found again. And um, again, Tiffany Dion, you just type me in and I'll pop up immediately. Um, but that whole domestic violence thing, that is, you know, is, is a thing throughout the whole story that you'll see where I was broken and then um, encountering these abusive people and not really knowing what to do. I didn't have the tools to get out of the situation and I perceived their their anger and their aggressiveness and all of those they were offering me as love. I perceived it as love. And it's absolutely not. And so wow. the end of my story, my my second daughter, mm-hmm. um, you know, my kids had were fighting. My right. um, ex my ex was beating me down. He was choking me and, you know, oh. had me on the ground and they were fighting him. Mm-hmm. And make a long story short, the police ended up coming and they were looking at us, being, you know, very strange. They were just looking at us like, what is going on here? Because the, the ex had left the house before they arrived. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, I realized that we were too calm for them to believe what we were telling them. Wow. We were calm. But we were calm because it was normal. It was wow. It you was got so norm. accustomed so wow. to this. Mm-hmm. So wow. we were just telling them, just like how I'm speaking to you right now, like yeah, he hit me, he pushed me, he pushed wow. me, daddy choked me, wow. and the officers they, they were, were looking for trauma. Mm-hmm. Right. And they were just looking at us, and so finally he stopped me from talking. He looked at my daughter Ooh. and kind of pulled her to the side, and he said she was about nine, maybe nine or ten. Mm. And he was talking to her, and he said, "What made you wake up tonight?" Because it was very late at night. I mean, like one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And she said, she said some words that changed my life right then and there. She said, "I always wake up when my mom is in danger." Ooh. Girl, you just gave me goosebumps. Mm-hmm. She wow. was looking at him dead in his eyes, mm. and it clicked for him instantly. And he that something was like, really okay, wrong. Yeah, I know. So was that it? Was that the moment you decided to leave? That was a moment of, that was the crossroad moment right there. Like, okay, you're on the you down Amen. this direction. 
Wow. And my mm-hmm. children are going to keep having a fight for me and fight and fight and fight. And wow. somebody's going to die. Amen. Wow. I'm going to die when kids are going to die. Wow. So this man is crazy. Right. And he came. He came back. There's no reason for him to come back. He was already gone. He came back and knocked on that door. And he was, you know, obviously drunk. Mm-hmm. And knocked on the door. And the police looked at him. They asked him no questions. They said, put your hands behind your back. Wow. <laughs> And wow. he um, he went to jail. He ended up doing time in prison. He ended up doing prison time after that. And, they, wow. it, it, and you know how much you have to do to somebody to go to prison for right. Wow, I can only <laughs> imagine true. because yeah. they don't they don't usually take these kind of cases seriously. Because I the survivors that I speak to, uh-huh. they call the cops, mm-hmm. they call for help, and it's really not that much help. Right. Right. From what probably I've heard. just a, like a order of protection right. or something. So. Really quickly, Tiffany, where where are you right now, spiritually, mentally, emotionally? Are you in love? Do you Girl. have a man? <laughs> so you, you want to know? Oh my gosh, I wish. Oh, <laughs> there's still hope. But that's okay because I'm Hold happy. Hold on. Single. I'm so happy. To yes, I'm glad that you're happy. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad yeah. that you're happy. But in, in, uh, mentally. Have you have you gotten help mentally, and how are you doing now? I have. So I have gone to counseling, and okay. I have, you know, I've done all the work. I've done, you know, just some deep reflection, and writing was very therapeutic for me. When I first started writing, I was like, you know, saying crazy stuff, like, yeah, abuse was my fault, but, you know, if I had wow. released the book back then, I would have messed up so many people's lives. Yes, <laughs> wow, because it's own, never your fault. Own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my own mindset was just so crazy at the time. So yeah, tons of counseling, tons of prayer, tons of time at the altar, crying out to God and yes. all of that. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm good. But I will say this: I will say I do have PTSD. Mm. I do have, um, you know, times of anxiety wow. yes. when I have to get away. Like you said, I I cannot take in any form of violence or mm-hmm. anything like that. Right. And so we have to own those things as well and say, mm-hmm. okay. I'm much, much better, but still, these things are issues for me. So yep. then what do I need to do to take care of this as well? Yep. Right. Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Tiffany. Uh, just Absolutely. a really quick overview of where people could find you, how they can find your books. Tell us where your Instagram, your following, so we could find okay. you. Go ahead and Absolutely. shout it so- out. Yeah, so you can find uh, my book, Restore, A Lost Girl's Journey to Hope, on Amazon and Kindle. Uh, Just type in Tiffany Dion or Restore, A Lost Girl's Journey to Hope. You can also find me on Instagram. That's where me and all my friends hang out at. At author underscore Tiffany underscore Dion. And we just kick in. I talk and I tell all kinds of crazy stories about stuff that's happened to me. And, you know, funny things and sad things and inspirational things. Inspirational. I was about to say inspirational. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us, Tiffany. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, ladies. You're welcome, beautiful. You too, darling. Good night, night, my love. All righty. Well, that was it. We were tuned in with the beautiful Tiffany Dion. Keep it locked, guys. Come and talk podcast. It's your girl, Shantizi. We'll be right back. Okay. Bruh, girl, shit. Yeah, I'm in my bag, but I'm in his too. 
And that's why every time you see me, I got some new shoes. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us this week. This is episode two with your girl, Shantizi. And your girl, Amanda Cools. All right. Make sure you guys tune in to us and follow us on Instagram. Uh, follow me. Come, the letter N, talk podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, at Mandicles, guys. Mandicles just like Skittles. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but I am. Also, make sure you guys follow my personal page at I am underscore Shantizi Simone. Mm-hmm. Shout outs to Ryo in the building. But, Thank but, but. you guys so much for joining us. It's your girl Shantizi. And thanks to Tiffany. Oh, yes. Thank you, Tiffany, also for, for joining us. Story. That was very inspirational. Thank Definitely. you. Make sure y'all go out and get that book. Okay. Okay. Let's build some queens. Uh-huh. Some Build up some strong women. Yes. If you're, I'm going to buy it for my friend who I feel like is going through the same situation right oh, now. amen. No shade. Just hopefully amen. this can inspire you. Because sometimes they need to see a scarier story mm-hmm. to know that it needs to be a rap. Mm-hmm. Just like this episode. Right. It's a rap.